From hot mess to flaming success, stories, musings, and advice to help small businesses own their numbers. Today, MicroChili CEO and founder Sharon Crombie chats with Charlotte Isaacs, a Dubsado strategist and business operations consultant. Yep, you guessed it. In this ep, they delve into some of the ways small business owners can better streamline their operations, the benefits of this approach, and top tips for making key tools and platforms work for you. Tune in every second Wednesday for a business podcast done differently. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of From Hot Mess to Flaming Success and I am super excited today to have the beautiful Charlotte Isaacs with us today. Charlotte is a Dubsado strategist and business operations consultant. So there is this is such a hot topic right now, I think, to get into. So firstly, Charlotte, thank you so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. Yay! So can you tell me a little bit about your career journey so far and what inspired you to focus on strategy and operations in particular? That is a very good question, the second part in particular, because it's somewhere I never thought I would go. So I studied marketing at university, which is hilarious to anyone who knows me at the moment because I am like, oh, marketing my business is the least fun part. I'm sure lots of people listening can relate hard to that. That's the part nobody likes really, isn't it? So I worked in creative agencies for my whole career and I started out working with clients and I always thought operations and processes was kind of daggy, kind of resented it if I'm a little bit honest. And eventually I... I I don't quite remember how it happened, but I suddenly kind of started morphing my role more and more in that direction. And when I eventually left agency life, I ran the operations team for the whole network. So operations weirdly became my jam. And then I went out on my own and wanted some more flexibility, like I'm sure everybody listening can relate to. And here I am. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. That's one part of you. I really did not know that because they're exactly like you said, they're so different in terms of the marketing and the creative stuff. But I think really... As, as much as you think that the processes and all of that side of stuff is the daggy stuff, how you incorporate that into the business and, you know, the whole efficiencies and the automations, there's, there's definitely an element of creativity within that as well. Do you know what I mean? So I think that it suits you perfectly. Thank you. I mean, I find it the most fun thing in the world. Yeah. Now. I think where it all relates back is the better you know your clients and your customers, the better you can serve them. And that's yeah. kind of the the connection point there and that's what makes it really fun for me. I love that. That is so good. So as you are now really for me the queen of business processes, (laughs) why would you say they are so important in small business? I mean we've all heard the saying you know you're wearing however many hats. I don't know the number of hats changes but we all know we have a lot of hats in business. The, the reason I think that they're really, really key is because our brains just get overloaded with stuff. And I, I don't really believe that us as humans are supposed to be able to remember as much stuff as we have to yeah. running a business. And then there's all our life stuff, like, you know, remembering to do the grocery, yeah. like kids up, like all the, like yeah. we all have to remember that too. So the more we can take out of our brains and put it into a process, maybe even start automating that process, the easier we're going to find it to run our businesses. And, you know, I don't believe business has to be hard. I think it's very easy to make it hard. But if it doesn't have to be, then why would we let it be? Absolutely. And I think that sometimes we can become consumed with if it's not hard and we're not working our asses off, then we're not successful. Do you know what I mean? So there's an element of that too. And the more you streamline and the more you ease the process, you know, maybe there's where if I'm making this too easy, then I'm not as busy and I'm not as as successful as, you know, I should be. So, yeah, yeah. 
I really want to know where that comes from. That, yeah. that drives me nuts. Yeah. Like, I think it is kind of ingrained into us a little bit. It is, definitely. It? It's a society thing at the end of the day. Mm. Exactly like you said, even from school, there's this whole thing that the harder you work, the more successful that you'll mm. be. And, you know, I definitely think that we're changing that thought process, but there's a long way mm. to go. But, you know, selling the whole lifestyle thing that people in a beach now that, you know, is still deemed successful but you know that comes with its own stigma as well so it's it's difficult it is it does what are some quick wins when it comes to streamlining key functions and operations would you say i think the the quickest win i think anybody could have particularly a service business is automating the way you respond to your leads yeah it's something that we all need to do really really well in order to keep our businesses afloat but it's something that can be really hard particularly for people that have businesses that you might be in the wedding industry or you might be on client meetings for most of the day and suddenly you've missed an inquiry so just having one little email that goes out to someone even if it just says hey I got your inquiry yeah I'll come back to you in the next two, three days. That's enough. Or inviting them to schedule a call with you. It doesn't really matter, but just responding to people quickly. And it's something we can do in like two, three minutes. Yeah, definitely. And I guess you've got the whole meeting expectations that, you know, as long as people know Mm. that you have received their initial inquiry or whatever it is and just come back to them and said and like you said it might be two days but if people know that they don't start getting all antsy the fact that you know they've heard nothing at all from you so I think that's a really valid point it's another societal expectation I think like we've kind of become the online shopping generation haven't we 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 want that confirmation email we want our shopping email we want to know that it's all happening and if we don't hear back we start to go well won't they like me as a client do they want to work with me like we invent these little stories in our head and it's it's all bs but we all wonder yeah and I think again that comes down to the whole instant gratification thing that we've been you know society now itself is so yes I I want everything now but (laughs) it's, it's kind of like you know I I actually listened to a podcast not so long ago and and exactly that this guy was constantly being distracted with emails and pains and all the rest of it and he stopped setting that expectation it was like well I'm actually not going to get back to you unless it's really really urgent for 24 hours and once you start that people's expectations are well they're not going to email me for 24 hours so we do put it on ourselves at the end of the day but then if you've got a process that does that for you then utilize it exactly and it's I think it's still okay to have the boundaries I think you can use these processes and automations yeah to support the fact that you're not in there I mean I check my emails two three times a week oh my god is that sometimes more I know it's the best oh I I need you saying that but if if the expectation's there, then nobody really cares. Nobody yeah. cares that I didn't get back to you in a day and a half or two Absolutely. days. Because I will get back to you. I'm just not wasting my time. Like, refresh, refresh, refresh. Yeah. I'm going to go get a snack now, but let me just refresh my email first. Oh, dear. I feel like a bit of a loser, Charlotte. Now we've um, had this conversation. so not. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. What are some of the key processes that you recommend small business owners put into place before they launch and at different stages of their journey? I think the three that you really, really want to think about, particularly from the get-go, is your leads. So we already talked about what happens when people first inquire with you. And we obviously know that treating our leads really well, making them feel taken care of from the get-go is really important. So we're thinking about, do we have a discovery call with people? Do we invite them to come into our offices to meet us? 
it's going to look a little bit different from everyone, but what does that look like? And the bit I think a lot of small business owners miss, particularly in the beginning, is following up Yeah, that piece as well yes. too. Like we leave so much on the table yeah. just by not checking back in with someone. Yeah. So making sure that you've thought through what that process looks like as well. The second process is your proposals and how you onboard clients. Yeah. So, you know, are you using software to do it? What does it look like? Do you have your contract template ready to go? Yeah. How do you accept payments? I know you're all over that one, Sharon. <laughs> Ask Sharon if you need help. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Get that deposit yeah. before you do any work. Absolutely. And then what happens? Do we welcome them? What do we send them? How do we onboard them? Do we have an intake questionnaire? Yeah. Do we have a welcome guide? How do we make them feel really, really supported throughout yeah. that process? And then the last one is your offboarding. So once you've finished up working with a client, you know, how do you wrap up that relationship? How do you get a testimonial so you can keep leveraging the work that you've already done to get more clients? Can you go back to them in the long term and see how they're going and maybe turn them into a repeat client? All of those kind of little things we want to think about. I love that. And do you think, like going back to what you'd said about, you know, testimonials is one thing, following Mm -hmm. up is the other thing. All of these things I think have an emotional attachment to them which is why people don't Mm -hmm. do it they are uncomfortable with asking the client and it's the same as you know the payments and they're asking people for money and there's so many podcasts Mm. right now about those awkward conversations now personally for me I'm like if you've got a process that does that for you yes you set it up initially but then it goes without you having to give this whole thought thing into it it takes that emotional attachment out of it and the client really does not feel anything that you're sending them an an email for their payment because they're like well they've done the work they're expecting that email but we put Mm -hmm. so much on it as business owners that oh my god are they going to think it's too much and it's yeah so I think that what you do in taking that human emotional element out of it is so helpful for business owners I couldn't have said it better I think that there is such an emotional toll like it's emotional labor running a business really at the end of the day isn't it like we are constantly putting ourselves out of our comfort zone and, and we'll always have to do that probably but it doesn't always have to be for the same things again and again, like yeah. asking for payment again and again and having to do that multiple times a week. Yeah. We can put it in our process. We can write really good templates for yeah. all of these things and you can feel awkward doing it once and then you just know it's just Correct. happening after that. Correct. And then again, like we said, it's managing expectations. People know that that's mm-hmm. going to go. If you don't if you don't pay someone on time, you know they're going to get a reminder that they haven't paid. It's, it doesn't make you a bad person at the end of the day. It means that yeah. we're busy. You know, so many people don't pay because they're busy. They forget. It's mm-hmm. like, for me, if I don't do something immediately, then I forget. I'm the exact same. Yeah. It's gone out of my brain. Right. I will never remember again. <laughs> exactly. And I haven't had that baby yet. <laughs> oh, no. And it's going to get worse, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, so funny. As long as you lock it all in your system, Charlotte, you'll be totally fine. I know. <laughs> systems for everything <laughs> exactly I had a friend actually that when she had her baby everything was in a pivot table so everything was on excel and then pivoted That's so, so funny. Yeah, exactly whatever works for you whatever gets you through life is yeah. you know is totally okay and I think we've touched upon this, that the benefits that they can expect from this approach, what are they? I think a lot more headspace is, is yeah. the, that's the one we've talked about a lot. Yeah. Just having more space and energy to think about the things that will really move your business forward. Yeah. Because I think sometimes, again, we treat the busy work like it's super, super essential. But at the end of the day, if you're spending all of your time chasing up clients for mispayments and sending out proposals and following up people, then really you are doing work that a system or a VA could do for you. Yeah. And it's probably not the best way to spend your time as the business owner. Absolutely. So headspace, saving time, and then being able to take on more clients, which a lot of us would love to do, yeah. but we kind of get to a point where 
you start to feel like the clients you've already got are taking too much. Yeah. You know you want to grow. There's a bit of a, a bit of a tension there between growth and really not having your business take over your life. Absolutely, absolutely. Which is where I think all these processes really come into it, especially if, and you know, this is the other thing, what you differentiate between growth and scaling. And, you know, mm. growth is where you have this, you know, constant busyness that you and mm. you know, then you've got your scaling that you're able to grow without that extra work you know, and that's where yeah. your your automations and stuff come in. So, you know, for me, it's been a massive learning curve. In the two years that I've set MicroTruly, I had no idea that we could do all of this stuff. So, and I'm fairly sure that's not just me. And there's plenty of business owners that are starting that don't know the likes of, you know, all of these, you know, systems that we can use like Zapier. And even if mm. two systems don't talk to each other, you can make them talk to each other. So it's a wild world out there. Like there are so many things and even things that didn't exist a year or two yeah. years ago. And I mean, you're listening to the right show right now. If you don't know any of these things, you know, we can all learn off other business owners. And, and that's the great thing. If you keep your ears, I was going to say ears peeled. That's not the saying, it's your eyes, but keep your ears peeled. I'm going to trademark that one. And there's lots of good stuff to make business easier. Yeah. Awesome. Honestly, so good. So now this is my favorite question because there are mm. so many tools out there right now but what mm -hmm. are some of the best tools that you would recommend and are they likely to break the bank I mean it's easy too I'm sure you've seen with some of your clients yeah. you kind of run the reports at the end of the year and you're like you're paying for how much software so yeah. we don't want to do that yeah. of course there's kind of three components I think are really really important especially for people that are just starting out and these are the ones that I would focus on first. Yeah. So the first one is a CRM or a customer relationship management tool. Yeah. Dubsado is the one that we've mentioned a couple of times. Yeah. It's the one that I love and recommend yeah. and you can plug all these processes in and automate it. Cost about 40 US a month. You can get a little bit cheaper. Amazing. If you buy on the sale, pay annually, all that kind yeah. of stuff. We've got yeah. all the hacks. Definitely. <laughs> let me know. We love coupons here, don't we Sharon? <laughs> We're all about so, cost effectiveness. You said it better. <laughs> I'm like the little old lady being like, you coupon out <laughs> cost effectiveness. You heard it here first. Well, I was going to say cheap, but I don't want to say cheap either. So No, we're not cheap. We're just clever with the way we spend our money. Savvy. We're money savvy. Yes, exactly. we are money savvy. So Dubsado is a great starting point and it's something to like look after your clients, see them all in one place, automate those processes yeah. that we've spoken about. The next thing is a scheduling tool. So Dubsado has one built in, so that could be free. Yeah. If you don't want to use something like Dubsado or you have a business that doesn't really need it and you just need to schedule calls with clients or meetings with clients, something like Calendly okay. works really well. I think it's about $10 a month. So not massive yeah. for the time savings. Both of those are giving you amazing, amazing value. Well, it could save and you then, taking on a VA. Absolutely. I mean, that's what, like 20 minutes of a VA's time yeah. is that? Probably not even actually. Yeah. There's some really bad maths there. Maths is not my strong suit. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's a good good comparison. Yeah. And the last one that I would encourage everyone to think about, no matter what type of business, is a project management tool. And often the free version of these is totally fine. Do you do you use something, Sharon? I do. Um, so I've got a few. I've got ClickUp mm -hmm. is my absolute yeah. favorite. Love um, I just Me think too. there's. You know, for me, it runs my personal life and elements mm. of the business. 
So yeah, ClickUp is 100% one of my favorite tools. Again, yeah. because there's so many features on it that you can utilize. Mm, definitely. Um, I'm ClickUp all the way as well yeah. too. So the three I would typically recommend people look up is ClickUp, Asana, and Trello. Yeah. Have a look at those. Often the free version, I don't know whether you're on a paid or a free. I think I'm oh, on a paid version. I, it's probably yeah. like $4 a month. I always something. like the shiny things that you get with the I know, I me know. too. And <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm bad. glad you I said it first. <laughs> but for a lot of people I mean you don't need to start with the shiny version Absolutely. and just start putting things you in do. there like I have it in there you know check my inbox on Tuesdays and Fridays and I do that and you know I know every Wednesday I've got to go and check in with my social media and it's got little cues and reminders in there to keep myself on track with all of my business tasks but also my client tasks and do they do um, you email that to yourself or do you literally just go into the system and and for it to pop up and remind you so I have a rule that that's the first thing I do every day so I turn on my computer and I go and look at it and you know you've got the little home section yeah and click up and you can see yep everything that's assigned to you that day I kind of give it give it a bit of a scroll I've got my calendar up there next to it and I can have a look and go is this actually achievable or do I have like six hours of meetings today and suddenly I've got 23 tasks for myself yeah definitely definitely and I think that's the key thing exactly like you said that sometimes again we can make these systems overwhelming for ourselves so it's kind of like Mm. you know yes brain dump and put everything in there but then just Mm -hmm. make sure that you utilize the filters that only you see the important stuff that are not going to overwhelm you and and kind of become manageable for that day definitely I think anything we do if we can chunk it down into little bits like project management just look at what you've really got to do that day it doesn't matter what we're supposed to do tomorrow or the next day or your inbox coming in that's getting in the way I know it is yeah (laughs) and same with your processes just start to think you know we talked about the three leads proposal and onboarding and offboarding start thinking about one of them to go, okay, this week I'm going to think about how I get back to all my leads and what my lead process is and how I turn them into clients. Yeah. Once we've done that, move on to the next one. Anything we can break it down into smaller tasks. Is I great love that. Definitely. Too much. Absolutely, we do. But do you think that sometimes we can make this, you know, like for me, you helped me massively in my business because sometimes it can be you're looking at the holistic picture and every single minute thing that you little that you need to do and I think you know for me working with you it was kind of like hold on a second let's just chunk it down and which bits do we need to do today do you know what I mean and then it becomes way more manageable so I definitely think if you're going to set these systems up it helps to have somebody that can help and support you on that journey because otherwise Mm. this in itself can become an overwhelming task as well it can for sure and I'm laughing as you're talking because I think one of the things I hear the most in e-seeker society which is the program that you did is I'm probably overcomplicating this but (laughs) and then there's the question and I think we all know we're overcomplicating it a little bit but for some reason and I kind of believe this is true in lots of areas of our business and life we're not very good at being objective about ourselves I mean that's why we hire bookkeepers and accountants at the end of the year to give us some perspective it's why we hire social media strategists yeah and why there's so much value in working with people because when other people look at our business it's often much clearer than when we look at our own mess definitely definitely and again that goes back to the fact that you know am I successful what you know look at that person down the road who's like so much more successful than I am we can never just appreciate our own wins and our own you know competencies that actually we are amazing we're amazing human beings we've got these amazing businesses but we always want what Joe Bloggs has got down the road it's um yeah yeah, that would be the second tagline from eSeekers. Look, it's a complete mess, <laughs> which it never is. Oh, it's never a mean. complete mess. 
<laughs> and it was not a complete mess, was it? Oh, so I know. But again, because it was like, well, just look at it from a realistic perspective mm-hmm. and kind of chunk it down and, and just look at one step at a time instead of trying to do the 10 steps all in one go. Mm-hmm. We can give ourselves so much space to do that yeah. ongoingly by starting to do these processes. And that's why I think, you know, one of the questions I get a lot is, am I too early in business to do this? Should I have been in business for two years, three yeah. years, four years? Like, when should I actually really worry I about this? That. And the earlier you do it, the more space you're going to give yourself yeah. to grow and then scale. Um, so I'm a fan of doing it from day one, if you can. Yeah. You can't always, and that's totally fine. Yeah. But the sooner, the better. Absolutely. And I think, you know, going back to that and you know, really, there's no reason that you can't, you know, a lot of these softwares, like you said, they're free, you know, you don't need all the bells and whistles initially. So, you know, the only thing that's stopping you really is the mental load potentially that goes into it, because Mm -hmm. I I can't imagine for one second, it's a cost issue that's stopping you doing it. So I'm the same as you, I'm kind of like, if you've got plans to grow your business, the earlier you can adopt this strategy and get all of this on board, the better for sure. Definitely. We we all do use the money thing as a as a bit of a barrier of for ourselves, we do. don't we? We're like, oh, like, you know, I don't want to spend $40 a month. But, oh. you know, that might help you take on one extra client yeah. in that month because they're like, wow, your proposal is so schmick. Like this person's really got their stuff together. Correct. Correct. So, exactly right. And nobody questions, you know, buying their coffee every day or going out for mm. breakfast every day. So it, it is what you're going to prioritize at the end of the day, 100%. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you this just because I think you're amazing and I would love people to be able to come to you, but I will put it out there that you are going to be stopping work soon because, you know, Bubs is coming along, which is super exciting. So And scary. And scary. But oh, Clearly it's my first baby. Correct. Oh, but it's so lovely for you, honestly. But where can small business owners go to get the support from you if they wanted to work with you, Charlotte? Yeah, so my website is charlotteisaac.com. I am setting up some extra things that will be available while I'm on maternity leave. So there will always be something there to help. So stay tuned for that one. I'm not going to ruin the surprise right now. I was about to. I was about to. (laughs) You almost had me. (laughs) it will be up very very soon in the next few weeks hopefully but there's tons of free resources on there as well and you know blog posts and the like to walk you through how to do this and I've got a free mini course which might be really helpful too amazing yeah so I'll create a special link for it I'll make it charlotteisaac.com slash chili because Sarah knows I have a very hot chili sandwich for lunch and we're going to go with the theme all in today (laughs) but it's a it's called seven steps to automation and it walks you through some of the steps to get started with what we've talked about today so you know choosing the right tool for you figuring out what you actually need to automate starting to make sense of it asking yourself the kind of questions you need to ask to extrapolate all that information from your brain and then start setting it up honestly perfect thank you so much we will definitely get that up on the links for you so that they can utilize that because it's super helpful so charlotte thank you so much we so appreciate your time we will speak to you soon thank you thank you Are you looking to start a side hustle or your own full-time business in the world of e-commerce? In our next episode, Alex Tempany, founder of Alex Tempany Jewelry, will be delving into all things online retail, from key platforms to consider to the importance of your website and more. The From Hot Mess to Flame and Success podcast features entrepreneurs who have successfully scaled, marketing experts who'll help you grow, and small business owners just like you who talk candidly about their journeys, learnings and struggles.